the more good news season two is all about people doing good through following their passions good for their own souls and for others i'm kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode let's spread a little more goodness in the world the purpose of this whole series is to highlight the good that people are doing, uh, no matter what their passions are in the world, they found a way to help others. And today's guest, Alvin Huff, is an absolute example of this. From working on Broadway, where his passions led him through a very interesting route that I hope we get into, to helping put shows together and keep them going to diving in headfirst to work with Musicians United for Social Equity. I can't wait to hear more from Alvin, so we will dive right in. Alvin, thank you so much for being here today. Pleasure, pleasure. Happy to be here. And you're coming at us from Harlem, right? I am in Harlem. I haven't left during the pandemic. I've been here with my wonderful wife, who is a frontline worker. She's an ICU attending up at Columbia. And uh, two, two little ones, Sam is four and Camille is two. They're uh, so no, cute. My life has uh, extended by many years during this one <laughs> but I love, I love them very much. Oh, I love it. I saw on Playbill actually a, uh, it went through different people from Broadway and what they're doing. And I think it's a picture of you on the floor with the two of them just laughing. <laughs> yeah, there, there are many moments like that. So I, 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 I'm going to remember those and cherish the, 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 the roller coaster of it all. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, first question, Alvin, just tell me about who you are and what you do in your own words. Um, I, well, I, I'm a person with two passions, and I loved your, uh, your introduction, which means I'll, I'll say what you, you know, you're hinting at. Um, I've <laughs> been playing piano for uh, 31, 32 years now. Uh, love it, started when I was five, uh, on Halloween, um, totally by accident. My, no one in my immediate family plays or an instrument or sings or anything really and I was uh sent to the after school room at elementary school this one day and everyone who, who was on the list to come pick me up they were all busy you know hair appointment doctor whatever something they're like I'm just chilling here for an hour we'll come get you so when my mom uh, came to get me the teacher told her like you see that piano over there um yeah Alvin wasn't banging on it like all the other kids are doing right now he was he seemed to kind of sort of be trying to figure out how it works get the kids some lessons see what happens I loved it. Uh, my mom was super supportive of me my entire childhood. Um, but she always told me, you know, she was realistic. What happens if you break a finger? What happens if, you know, what else do you like? What, what are your other interests? What is something else you, uh, you like? Well, I made her buy me a rain gauge one, I don't know, Christmas or birthday. Or <laughs> and I started measuring like how much rain would fall in the backyard with each stone. I'm from Washington, DC. Um, uh, and it, I, I like bad weather, if that makes any sense. Um, so it's perfect for you with this rain. Yeah, New York today, it's raining pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, so I went into meteorology. So I mean, I, I, I guess I've always had these two passions. Um, and uh, uh, I went to Harvard, got my bachelor's there in Earth and Planetary Sciences. I went to Georgia Tech, got a master's in meteorology. And I graduated in the fall of 08, right when the economy crashed. You know, that that last recession, not, not this one. Um, <laughs> um, and being in Atlanta was great. And uh, Georgia Tech has a partnership with the Weather Channel, with CNN. Like all, I thought like this was my path, but I wasn't giving up music by any chance. But I'm like, maybe this is something a little more stable, something I could rely more on. Well, and then economy crashed and they couldn't hire anybody. Um, so I guess I, I turned to my other passion. Like my wife, when she, you know, tells people what I do, you know, like she and some of my other friends, like close friends, they're like, well, it seems like Alvin kind of fell back on Broadway. That's a... <laughs> 
a very, uh, you know, loosey-goosey way of saying it, but I, mean, I never let my music go. And when I couldn't find a job there, I said, well, I had a friend from DC actually move up to New York and say, I think you're good enough to play piano in New York. I didn't believe him. Um, but when I was jobless after like two degrees, I'm like, well, let's give this a shot. So I moved here when I was 25 in 2009 and hit the ground running. And I've, you know, through the right combination of hard work and right place, right time and luck and skill and all these wonderful things coming together. Um, I've been lucky enough to make a career here. Um, uh, and uh, done done a handful, done a couple of tours, done a handful of shows. Um, before the shutdown, I was uh, the associate uh, music director at Tina. Uh, fantastic show. I miss that crew, the ushers, the, you know, everybody, obviously the cast, the band, like that, the, the it was just a, a magical scene. And I'm, I'm excited to, um, to get back to when it's safe and, you know, and you know, we're all ready to, ready to go and we're all vaccinated. Wonderful. And that energy of that show is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Eight feel... No wrong. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to sleep for a week after the first day of shutdown when your body realized that it was finally time to just breathe for a second? I wish, but you know, my kids had other plans. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sleep is still hard to come by. You know, even... <laughs> so you covered this, my second question beautifully. So I don't even have to hit that. It was just about how you got here, which I love. But I would love it if you told everybody just a little bit more of all the shows you have done already, because it's an insane list for being so young. And for someone who didn't even go to school for this, it just blows my mind. So please. Um, sure. Um, I When I moved here, I'm happy to fill in those holes. Uh, when I moved here, um, well, you know, you make the business cards, you do the resumes, you, you do all, you know, you kind of hit the pavement. And I was willing to do anything because I no one knows who I am. And I was doing, um, I was like, um, I, I was playing for first grade graduation ceremonies. And I would ask, like, how much does it pay? And they'd say, well, the sandwiches at the reception. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> that uh, part wasn't on your website. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Uh, I was doing, a buddy of mine at Harvard actually had written a musical, moved down here was looking for help. Uh, he ran the show Fantasy Football, the musical. Um, and it actually had some legs and it grew and, and I, it went to Minneapolis for a while. Like, I mean, it was, it was a really, really funny show. But I was working on that show because it was in the, uh, it was a nymph, uh, the New York musical. Oh, yeah. That year in 2009, I was working on it for free. Uh, I was working under Brian Yusufer. Now, who also, he hadn't, you know, struck it big. I hadn't struck it big, but I think he was teaching some classes at, at NYU or something, but now, you know, he's a frozen and kinky boots and so many other things. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a big wig. Also one of the founding members of Muse, which we'll talk about. Um, but Brian got a call from Sam Davis, the MD of that, of a dream girls tour that was going out and they were in their third week of rehearsal and they had no keyboard one player. They had to let that person go because he actually wasn't reading the music. He was amazing ear, uh, he, uh, could, uh, had great ear training, but wasn't actually a really good reader. And with shows going up, I mean, things change all the time. Director wants this, you know, things change. And he apparently wasn't, you know, keeping up. This is, I heard all this after the fact, obviously, because I wasn't there. So now there's this frantic search. The rhythm section's on stage. I need a piano player. He's gotta be black. He's gotta be able to read music. I need him like yesterday. Brian gets a call, you know, and says, I'm working with this kid right now. I'll give you his info. Next thing I know, like I'm at 
New 42nd Street Studios playing for Sam Davis in this random audition. He's like flipping through the score, uh, play this. Uh, this part, uh, you have to follow me. So watch me conduct and follow me. Like, uh, do this. What else you got? Great. I like you. Job's yours. Six months in a row. If it extends, it'll be a year. It was just, it was that moment of um, when I, when I talk to students or, you know, mentees or, or things like that, I, I try to paint this moment as something of, of saying, when you do the, when you do work, when you do good work, when you actually study and practice and trust that you've built a good foundation for yourself, you never know when your break is going to come. And then you don't have time to be scared or to be nervous or to like, in that moment, I'm like, I just, I'm just going to do what hopefully I've learned. I, I started off classically trained when I was five and I'd gotten into gospel at my church in DC and I'd been introduced to theater at 13. And I just had to trust that this was going to, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It was just like a here, go kind of situation. And I got that job and word of mouth in this business, as you know, is paramount. Uh, after that tour, um, I got back in town and, turned, and I, I later learned I was being groomed um, by the music team at Memphis to eventually huh? MD that tour because they got me in as a rehearsal pianist on the Broadway show. They got me in as a sub on Key 2. They got me in as a sub on, to, to music director here on Broadway. And all these little steps, exactly like, can he handle this? Can he handle this? Can he handle yes. this? Can he build? Great. Do you want to go MD the tour for a year? I did that. Um, and I left the tour actually to come back to New York because I worked on a workshop of Saving Amy oh. and uh, the life of Amy Simple McPherson actually became uh, the title uh, for Broadway was called Scandalous was a musical written by Kathy Gifford uh, and that was 2012 and that was my first like shot at Broadway um, and it wasn't a long lasting show but it was just kind of like the tip of the iceberg just to get my feet where I learned so much from other people backstage. It's, it's funny how just being in the room, being around people who have done what you do and people who just, you know, it, some of that just naturally rubs off on you and passing conversations or just watching and observing how people go about, you know, honing their craft. Um, Scandalous turned into Motown. I was a uh, assistant conductor there and keyboard two. I uh, did the revival of Color Purple a couple years later. I was lucky enough to MD Once on This Island, that revival that came back. Um, uh, quick funny story. Um, it's, like I said, it's skill and, you know, talent and hard work and luck. There's luck. I did, I played some auditions randomly for Stephen Flaherty uh, for Anastasia. When they were out of town at Hartford Stage, they were auditioning in New York. And I played some auditions, several rounds, including the final callbacks. Uh, Stephen was there. It was great. You know, I just thought of a few days of work, move on with my life. Oh, my gosh, it's Stephen Flaherty in the corner. Don't mess up. Um, and then three, four years later, he calls me and says, you won't believe this. I wrote your name down in those auditions. You were an amazing audition pianist. You, when people would skip a verse, you would follow them if they slowed down where they weren't supposed to, you slowed down with them. You were like actually genuinely concerned, like that give, giving them the best shot to, to, to do, their, do their audition, not just read the music and like not giving a crap. And he said, I wrote your name down and I said, I don't know when I'm gonna use you or when I'm gonna call you for something, um, but I wanna work with you at some point. And when Once on this Island came around, he 
call me. You know, it's just, it's this business. I, I I'd like to think uh, it's just, you want people are always going to talk about you. Yeah, yeah. Whether you want to or not, and you just want, you just want what they say to be good. You know. And like I said, luck. Luck is though when preparation and that skill meets the opportunity. I mean, none of this would have happened if you weren't so on your game and so caring about it and all of that. Wow. I try. I try. <laughs> Amazing. And I, from stalking you. Everybody has to go to Alvin's website because in the, I believe it's the media headline, you scroll down, the recording studio video of Mama Will Provide is on there uh-huh. when you recorded it. You are having so much fun. It is so apparent that this is exactly where you're supposed to be, you know, doing this. Like, wow, I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. AlvinHuffJr.com. Just so you know. Yes. Yes, indeed. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, so my next question is, um, and this, I definitely want you to dive into Muse here because what does your world look uh, like during COVID that is different? And obviously Broadway shut down. So that's a huge thing. I know you're with uh, your family a lot here, but you've also created this whole organization that is so needed right now. So please tell me about your whole world over the last six, well, you started in the fall, right? And then we, we so started you, talking in the summer, but yeah. But. Okay, so, okay, so last year plus, yes. Yeah. Um, I I think shows will come back, entertainment will come back, um, and I and I think the the industry will thrive after this. I mean, there's no, I feel there's no, I, there's a very good reason why after the 1918, you know pandemic like we had the roaring 20s and entertainment and things like just sprout and i'm hoping that the 2020s are also another decade of just unbelievable music and entertainment and art and film and dance and everything um but after george floyd um a few of us got together i believe i believe there are 19 of us um and we just said something's got to change you know, there, there, there's a, there's a, there's a global, there's a national. There, there, there are many other problems that we can't solve directly, like you know. But what we can try to do is solve like Broadway's issues, theaters' issues, um, and Musicians United for Social Equity or Muse uh, came about. We had our official launch just a couple of weeks ago, but we started talking in the summer, and I think it's important to 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 to, to say that the we is a collection of both black and white artists on Broadway. Um, I feel a lot of times when there's a push for change, the people who want the change are the only ones kind of like spearheading the effort. Um, And black people have been marginalized in this country for many reasons and for many years. And it's easy to get support amongst, you know, our own, but to have uh, a nonprofit, to have an organization um, where we have allies on the other side, uh, we have we have white composers and orchestrators and, and people who are saying this isn't right. Um, how can I help change this? What can I do to make um, to make the music theater department, the, the the music departments within within shows like just look more like New York, look more like the country, to look more to you know like we've talked. I've, I've talked about luck and being in the room, and I think. That's really what Muse is about. We want to give access to people who may not know that theater is a is an outlet for them. We want to give them access to just to to be in the room, to talk to us, talk to the the founding members. 
once things open back up to give people a shot to be a music assistant, um, to, to sub on a show, to, to just have that access to people to get a chance to show that, hey, I'm talented too. I may not have had the same education or, done, or gone the same route, but I think that's the beauty of theater. Like no one, everybody's route is unique. There is no, I guess I'm living proof of that. Like, yeah, get a meteorology degree, then go into. You know. <laughs> um, and and I, I think that's, that's, our, that's our, our, our goal. We want to be a, eventually a, a nationwide um, uh, organization with a directory that, you know, you can say, hey, if I need a French horn player in Seattle and I'm looking for someone of color, um, go to Muse. Um, and we're just looking for any and all support. Uh, we have um, great PR team we're working with. We've got our, all of our founding members are like diving in head, head first, especially in this time of, you know, this lockdown, this, uh, this shutdown time, just because like we have unfortunately we, we have the time to like to focus on this and we hope that as things get back up and running we can offer more opportunities and more um you know more more events and more things like that um check out museonline.org um we just announced uh, a couple of scholarships that we're going to give um to people who are aspiring one to a student who's uh, aspiring to get into the field and one who's already in the field who just needs like an extra push to get to the next step um we're new. We're brand new. We're musicians. We, you know, don't necessarily know how to run a nonprofit organization, but, you know, we have the passion. We have the desire. We want people to succeed because who knows if there's someone like me in a church or in a jazz club or somewhere that, you know, doesn't know that, hey, I can do theater too. And um, that that's an outlet for them. And we want to give them the chance to, to, to show themselves, to say, I have talent too, and I, I belong. Wonderful. And I was so impressed by the directory too. I mean, it just, it, it breaks it down in so many categories of like what a producer or director might be looking for. And I love that you can, you could filter and find exactly like you said, a French horn player in Seattle, <laughs> you know, whatever you need. Well done. We, we, we want to grow. We want to grow. So any, you know, if you know a friend or you know someone like, I think they'd be good for it, just send them to the website and then encourage them to sign up. Uh, we're looking for all, all people of color. We're trying to, you know, just, you know, paint the pits a little differently and the creative teams a little differently. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, going along with that, you know, examples of goodness that you've seen through your work and you yourself is are already as a great example of that because of that path and you followed that passion. You said, let's see where the doors that are opening lead to. That's an amazing example. What you're doing with Muse already is an amazing example. The scholarships are incredible. Are there any other stories that you'd like to share of someone that you've seen maybe like you who has who didn't know that was an opportunity and found it or someone you've already worked with and Muse, anything? Um, we, we, we have, I don't want to spill the beans yet about things we have in the pipelines, uh, but keep, keep your eyes open. Um, but it's been, it's been, it's been wonderful to have, you know, mixers or, you know, virtual hangs um, to just get to meet some of the people in our directory and just to know that, you know, we're, we're doing this for the right reasons, you know, if that makes sense, uh, that there are actually people out there that, you know, don't, may not feel comfortable, you know, uh, pushing themselves to like try to get to that next step. Um, I think what, what we've kind of discovered is that um, we're trying to get rid of this, uh, I don't know, stigma is probably too strong a word, but people see, you know, 
Alex Lacamoire, Steven Remus, and like all these big names, Kenny Seymour. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't belong in this place. Like I'm not on that level. And that's not the point. We are trying to give our time, give our resources to, to people to say, no, we want to tell you what we know because we're not going to be around forever. Um, and we, um, we, we don't want this to be like a flash in the pan. This is not, you know, something short. We want, we're trying to build pipelines. And, you know, hopefully I have a long career ahead of me, you know, and then I just want to be able to say, hey, I learned all these things. I want to give it to one, two, 10, 100 other people so that they can, you know, share with others. And I just, just hearing stories um, just over Zoom of, you know, like, hey, you know, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't have like specific examples, but, you know, like I'm music directing this show coming up in a, in a couple of weeks and I have an idea about, you know, can I use this, you know, set of instruments or should I use, should I, do I have to pick a, you know, bassoon over, yeah, I don't know, like just all these people just talk about music. Um, and it's really, it's really fun to see. Um, and we, we're, we're trying to find more ways to be more visible, to be, you know, to put ourselves out there more. Because I think um, just getting that idea across that we, we are here to share what we know. Um, do we know everything? Of course not. Um, and is our path the only way? No. Is our answer the only answer? No. There are many ways to get the right answer. But I think what's the right thing about theater is just to be creative and to just explore and to find something. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, go back to the drum board and figure out something else. I think that's why everyone likes theater so much. You get to create. Yeah. And say, no, I think you should sing an A there. And you're like, well, actually, no, the A doesn't work. Try G. I mean, you, there, there are things to, to always finesse. And that I think that's why we're all here, because we love creating. And we're not satisfied until you know something new exists. That's a great way to put it. And I like how that kind of ties back to when you were saying about people asking questions and finding that community. You know, you, you mentioned earlier about your first major production, how you were in that room and it, you were just learning from everybody around who had been doing this before. And it sounds like that is happening through Muse already in just a couple of weeks of having an official launch and those conversations where I'm sure there's someone who is so inexperienced who's looking up to you like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Alvin. He's on Broadway, you know? And then it's the same way. I mean, everyone has their, you know, their, you know, things that they're really, really good at. I mean, I am not necessarily, I, I love pianos. I love, I love pianos. Like the technology <laughs> behind some of these things, like the, the, the Pro Tools, oh. the Ableton, like that's above my head. And it's like, just because I'm of a certain age, if someone 20 years younger than I do really knows how to use Pro Tools well, and I'm like, okay, teach me, teach me, teach me a trick. You know, we can all you know, uh, I think the, the, the best way to pass along knowledge is just to share to, you know, I, I, so many things are like close, like mine, 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 I have to hold on to my, no, if you share, you might find something else new that you weren't expecting, you know, so I, I think that's important. Amazing, that great words of advice too, for life. Hey, Alvin, one more question, and it goes right along with that. Is there anything that you find yourself repeating either in your, in your talkings with people at Muse, in teaching, when you talk to students, any like mantra, Alvinism, anything that you find yourself repeating that you'd like to, to share? I do, actually. Uh, I like to tell kids, uh, and I, well, nowadays it's to go for anybody. Um, I was growing up, I'm not that old, but social media wasn't around. Um, and I just caution everyone. I tell this to teenagers. It's like, if 
you were if you are the I don't know the fourth oboe player in your high school production of Greece and you don't think anyone's listening or anyone's watching think again you never people in this business are always looking for the next thing or looking to avoid the thing that's going to cause a calamity people are always looking and searching for for whatever reason and don't let social media be the reason you don't progress you don't get a job you don't advance in your career like always be careful before you hit send or put something up that isn't showing you off in the best light um and things where you know that you can't control like if you're at a high school production or something someone's going to be taping it you may not know but always give your best always the 110 percent thing is is true it's like if you always give your best and give pe- show people what you're capable of someone will find what you're good at and, and take your skill set and hopefully put you in the right place or give you the right the chance an opportunity in the right place where you can shine. And Alvin, you're creating these opportunities through what you're doing. So thank you for all of your work. And I'm so excited to share this with more people too. And again, it's muse underscore online.org, right? Muse online.org. Oh, muse online. It's mm-hmm. Instagram has the underscore. Yeah, that's true. Yes. That's your Got you. Okay. And I'll put those in the show notes. I can't thank you enough. Uh, friendly stalking i see (laughs) (laughs) you bet (laughs) technology has its positives at some points good point (laughs) (laughs) alvin thank you so much and i really appreciate your time thanks love love to be here i'm glad to see you. you you're doing some good for the world too oh thank you thank you so much for listening follow me kate jaricello at positively underscore kate on instagram for more If you have good news that needs to be shared, please send me a message.